Welcome to Technology Forward, where we explore trends and developments in the additive manufacturing industry. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening. I'm Leslie Langnaw, your host. Recently, Hyundai Motor engineers began exploring the idea of a walking car. The design team has gotten as far as developing a five-to-one scale working prototype named Elevate. We're going to take a look at some of the design challenges involved in developing such locomotion. Today, I'm speaking with Andrew Harris, Engineering Manager at Autodesk Research in London. Much of what Andrew and his team does is work on the latest technology focusing on design, simulation, and optimization. His team played a key role on the Elevate, so thank you for joining me today, Andy. Thank you, my pleasure. Let's begin with what was the key design challenge with the Elevate? And I understand that the goal was to enable several modes of movement labeled reptilian, mammalian, and passive suspension. Yeah, absolutely. So the main challenge, actually, when we started talking with, uh, with Hyundai, they were keen to find out um, how they can benefit from gender design and how it can actually generate a large number of concepts and kind of change the way that maybe you would have traditionally approached this kind of problem. And yeah, we used those uh, mammalian, reptilian, and a couple of the other um, load cases to actually generate some of the designs from gender design. But with uh, with gender design, we wanted to ensure that we could um, incorporate uh, Hyundai's strict requirements for aesthetics as well. By using that, we also had to consider some of the manufacturing processes on top. Uh, and gender design to 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 a large extent considers a lot of the additive manufacturing processes um, that we actually applied within this technology. But we all obviously had a lot of challenges down down further down the line with uh, with manufacturing. Initially, the the problem was where the problem was how do you take the wheels and convert them into something that can be used to make different kinds of motion? Yeah, and and each of those uh, each of those motions are um, obviously a position that the leg would hold. Then it would apply its load, and then that motion would occur. So maybe it's stepping up onto a onto a rock, and it would lift the the vehicle up using that leg that was that's holding onto that rock and each of those load cases we were able to capture within gentle design and then use that to generate a large number of um, designs that we sat down with uh, with uh, Hyundai to actually go through and choose the ones that, that were aligned with the kind of aesthetics they wanted and some of the advanced manufacturing processes that, that we wanted to exploit in this um, in this project. So now the legs were a key portion of the design and the legs not only had to have multiple gearing and motor components but they had to support different load requirements didn't they absolutely and um, we've been working closely with um, one of the partners on the project sunberg for all um, who are uh, looking after the robotics parts of this project um, especially with regards to the motors once we'd worked out all the different uh, positions and movements that the vehicle will go through we we use those within within germs design to, uh, to, to basically produce all those design outcomes now how did you find the autodesk generative design program to work with so gender design is a really powerful tool for um, developing concepts so when we are uh, working on a brand new design uh, we have a lot of possibilities and it's actually a really good 
process as part of the concept design development to uh, try and explore all of those possibilities and, and the possibilities are related to different materials, different manufacturing methods uh, and there's different aesthetic outcomes and of course with generative design we can start to look at um, some of the more detailed things like cost and things like that and begin to find things that are um, cost effective, meets strict performance requirements and also um, have very very low mass which is a very very key requirement for this um, particularly if you look at some of the positions that the leg has to hold it's reaching out quite far to then carry the weight of that vehicle with that leg while it's reaching out very far that's a lot of load going through the leg and through the yeah. motors and the motors have to be very high torque and that gives it the capability to actually complete these maneuvers successfully. So it sounds like you went through a lot of parameters. Yep. And I know generative design allows you to, to do for that. So I don't know, roughly like, so you definitely did parameters on load, but you also did parameters on material compatibility. Yeah, that's right. We explored quite a large range of materials and we approached this completely in an open-minded way, looking for possibilities in CNC machining and obviously the materials that are compatible with CNC machining and then obviously additive manufacturing where we would look at some of the metallic processes and some of the polymer processes and we even looked at composite processes. And those helped, Genzy Design helped us make some of the decisions between that and we actually went down a process of utilizing a lot of additive manufacturing. We actually used uh, some metal powder bed processes uh, using selective laser melting and we also applied um, FFF processes uh, with some short chopped carbon fiber filaments and also we used um, some continuous carbon fiber as well with the knees so the dual extrusion type machines where we need the very very high performance high stiffness and low mass particularly in the legs you will find that a lot of those are actually continuous carbon fiber composite structure. So since this is a five to one prototype are there plans to make it full size at some point? So yeah, with, with Elevate, um, the vehicle um, eventually will be um, a full size vehicle, um, of course, to carry people. Uh, and, that, and that's the main intention of the vehicle. So it serves its purpose as um, a search and rescue, exploration. And, and as John mentioned, um, with such a great vision of uh, lunar exploration as well. And I can see this vehicle being extremely useful in that kind of scenario. Definitely. But I'm wondering how, are, do you think that the final version will use additively manufactured leg parts, or do you think this will now shift over into a machining process? That's something that we will need to look at very closely. And so with Genta Design, we're able to specify um, the number of components we're going to make. And from that, it can actually help help us understand the cost to actually generate larger volumes of components. With additive manufacturing, we don't necessarily take a part that is could be manufactured with other processes and then just additive manufacturing. We actually try to exploit the manufacturing process itself and we do so by um, reducing the size of, the, of an assembly and we did that in quite a few of the parts. We merged several parts into a single component. We also uh, added functionality to the component. So some of the, uh, some of the components have 
fix fixtures in there to hold cables. They actually have um, features in there that add uh, to the performance of the component and add to the functionality of that component. And by doing so, we're actually adding value to the component, which cannot be added through other manufacturing processes. And so it, it means that we, ca we can start to go down a process of scaling up the volumes with additive manufacturing somewhat before we may need to think about other manufacturing processes. <laughs> and we can easily step back to Genta Design if we want to reconsider uh, a different manufacturing process. Ah, so that might make that a little bit easier, but I'm looking yep. at the image that has the exploded view of the vehicle components. And yep. um, that's going to be quite fascinating to see how you produce that on a manufacturing scale. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's a lot of challenges in there. And with the with these the prototypes that we're working on, obviously additive manufacturing is a very, very easy choice. We know that it's straight away it's very good at low volumes. And mm -hmm. with the added functionality, we increase those volumes there'll come a point where actually they, we will have to look at something um, a little bit more traditional, um, potentially. When we get to that kind of stage, that's when uh, we can rely on Gent Design. It's already generated those designs for us, and we just mm. need to say, actually, we want to make more of these parts. Can you do a cost analysis and just tell us, is it still worth staying with the additive, or should we add a little bit more manufacturing complexity through multiple components that then are later assembled. Uh, is that a more cost-effective route? And that's the kind of questions we can use Genesis Design to answer as well. So it serves a lot of purposes. Uh, and obviously each each of those could have varying different volumes of, um, of vehicles that they may make for that. Do you think when, if, if at some point you're producing higher volumes and have chosen to go to a more traditional machining process. Is that going to necessitate a change in material or would you still be able to stick with some of the additive materials that you've explored? That would depend a lot on which kind of process we go to. Obviously with CNC machining, um, the subtractive process is not necessarily conducive for, um, for composite manufacturing, but yeah. there are other large scale composite manufacturing processes uh, like resin transfer molding and things like that, which could be explored okay. to um, help scale up the, the production volumes um, in a very cost effective way. All right. So what is probably the most interesting design issue you faced with this particular design? The biggest challenge for us was actually applying these uh, new novel materials that we've used with FFF. So um, some of the continuous carbon fiber um, FFF processes, um, if you're familiar with those, you'll know that with, uh, with composite structures, they have an anisotropic uh, behavior. Mm -hmm. um, with, with the FFF process, you, you, you have an isotropic behavior in places and then in other places it's um it's not isotropic or an isotropic is the, the fibers conforming with the structure not necessarily going in a necessarily an x or a y direction so it's harder to predict the mechanical performance so mm. we took a lot of effort with with simulation to actually um do that and be confident that the part is able to cope with the loads uh, and at the moment we're going through a lot of testing of the components um, and so far, 
they are behaving well and they're meeting the mass requirements and they're very stiff, which is good. Obviously, with the FFF process, we have to be very, very um, considerate, particularly with the continuous fibers on the orientation of the manufacturing as well. Mm-hmm. So obviously, with with FFF, you have the fibers aligning with the X and the Y directions, but conforming within the part. But then you also have the Z direction, so the build for you, the build as you move away from the build play, you're building up the layers. That's your Z direction. And between each layer, you have a different strength within the material than what you may have in your X and the Y. So there's, um, there's a lot of things to consider and you want to ensure that your fibers are actually aligning well with the, with the load direction so that you do not have um, a load being applied uh, effectively in the Z direction across, across the build layers, uh, which could cause um, a failure within the matrix of the material so that's one of the things we have to be very very considerate of when we exploit these novel materials now is there a special place that you're getting these materials yep so we've utilized quite a large range of machines Um, so we have in our uh, with our team in toronto uh, we have uh, a facility there uh, which we we collaborate with a lot of our um, customers um, Mm -hmm. with autodesk with in that facility and there we have the ability to print with um, short chopped continuous uh, non-continuous fibers and also long continuous fibers and we do so on some of our, uh, for example, a Mark Forge machine and also the big rep that we have there. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume that the generative design has some simulation capabilities with it as well that helps you analyze these, these issues. So, yeah, with generative design, it's very, very good at um, understanding the material performance and utilizing that to okay. optimize the structure. It's a, it's a bit more challenging with some of the materials where we have anisotropic properties. However, this is where, and, and this is a necessary step to go into, into a more detailed uh, analysis is where you, you would start to look at other simulation capabilities um, within the simulation environment, Infusion, or some of the other packages that Autodesk offer. We're able to start to analyze more complex um, materials and in, in a more detailed way that um, Genetic Design can do. So Genetic Design is, is, an, is an optimization tool or uh, we're even taking a step back from that it's actually a design exploration tool and it will optimize multiple designs and then help you choose from all those solutions and it's still a necessary step after that i find to go and do further simulation because there could be perhaps an assembly of components that you want to analyze together which is what we were doing using fusion we had to analyze the um, the mammalian um, and the reptilian type movements that it was doing and we did all of that in fusion okay would you be able to do any of this design in just an ordinary 3D CAD program? To some extent, um, you can, but then you lose, um, without gentle design, you can lose a lot of that um, mm-hmm. initial concept exploration that you get. So um, you will end up going down a very limited scope of solutions <laughs> at that point, potentially. Uh, one or two materials you may be interested in, and, and maybe you have a very 
good idea about what kind of design you want but then you're not considering every kind of possibility and I think that's the strength of genetic design it opens your mind up to all the possibilities um, and you can start to experiment with materials that you're comfortable with materials you've never used before but are interested in and you can start to say "Mm, this new material is very interesting and actually it kind of costs the same but it's giving me better performance or lower mass and you can start to look at those and and of course you start to do the trade-offs with the with the manufacturing methods and being able to do that so efficiently with all of these designs being generated at the same time um, very quickly. Uh, you know, if it's something like this, we can generate all the designs overnight and in the morning we can just pick the ones that we really like and then take those through to, to CAD modeling and start to manipulate those designs and start to analyze them further and and really get the solution to work well with the manufacturing process and um, obviously the the structural loading that it's going to go through. Perfect. Okay, so now what's next for Elevate? So we're, we're very open with with uh, where that goes at the moment and with uh, with Hyundai Cradle, those those guys have a fantastic vision of um, where where they see this vehicle going, um, and and I, I mentioned um, search and rescue exploration and, mm-hmm. and Luna, but they they've also talked about um, defense applications as well. Mm-hmm. Sure, I can um, see that. Yeah, so with this vehicle, I I think um, there's a there, there'll definitely be a, a lot of market demand for it, and, and I think Hyundai will really want to. Um, uh, understand exactly all the uh, possible applications yeah. of this of this vehicle. NASA and, as and well. From there. Yeah, absolutely. And the capability of this vehicle is beyond um, other vehicles that, that certainly I have seen. So it's yeah, it, it'd be very capable in in those kind of environments. Yeah, it's a very fascinating design. Well, those are all the questions that I have for you, Andy. So I thank you for joining me today. Thank you.